Virginia, hour three, A1 and Turkey Bacon back with you. Going to be a high of 81 today, another nice warm day. Then it's going to cool down starting Thursday. Saturday looking nice, looking okay. High of 63. We got a night game, though, so probably playing in the 50s on Saturday night for uh, early to mid-November. Not bad. Bring a sweatshirt. Maybe more if you're worried about it, but um, yeah, hello. I think it's hoodie weather Saturday at Owen Field. I'm looking forward to it. Sooners and Mountaineers. Uh, Thunder tonight against the Cavs, by the way, in uh, downtown OKC. The question was brought up, or the point was brought up before the break, TJ, that playing Jackson Arnold would be disrespectful to the current team, the seniors, all that kind of stuff. And it's not a, it's a valid point. Uh, I don't agree with it, I don't think, but I want to flush it out here. The, uh, you never, in my opinion, sabotage the year you are in for the sake of getting someone some experience or whatever. You know, the, the guys that are on this team, certainly your seniors don't deserve that. Um, what Drake had to say earlier this week was tremendous. Loved it. Absolutely agree. He's a warrior. Love it for him. However, if you can accomplish both things, absolutely. If you can uh, play good football and get someone experienced, then that's the ideal scenario. I think if, I mean, the point is this, Teach. OU's been playing close games. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the last two losses were one possession losses, tight games where one successful or unsuccessful drive here or there is the difference in the game. And you put Jackson Arnold out there twice, as you're suggesting, and it doesn't go well. It could cost you the game. This could be a close game where a drive you put Jackson Arnold in to get experience doesn't score, and if you'd had Dylan Gabriel out there, it does, and you lose the game because of your decision to put Jackson Arnold on the field. So it's not uh, it's not a bad thought. But he's got to be good when he goes out there. I was going to say, or he's a dude and connects with uh, a couple of receivers that Dylan may not have been on the page with. You go on a scoring drive and you win that game instead. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you Less don't likely, know. Right. but maybe. Right. Maybe. He can't go out there and flounder is my point. I'm for it, but if he goes out there in the first half and goes three and out or throws a pick or whatever, then I don't I don't know if he gets a second half. Like unless the game gets separated or something like that. He, he's gotta be good. You can't risk the game for it. Agree? 
Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah, he goes out there and goes three and out and looks terrible or, like you said, throws a pick, then, yeah, I probably wouldn't uh, expect to see him in that second half at all. Here's the other, like, anti-argument. What if the offense goes out there and, and looks good? What if they come out of the gates with a couple of scoring drives and they're, they've got some good rhythm? Rhythm has been so hard to find of late, I don't think you risk in any way messing that up. Like, keep riding it. You know what I mean? Like, if Well, that's a situation then. If you get hot and get going like that, then you just let him know, all right, shift the plans. If we can get this thing and, and get it in hand and get it in control, you'll play more in the second half. Uh, but we're going good right here. So I just think you just yeah. change your philosophy on when you don't want to throw him. a wrench in here sure. while things are working. Right. Let's see if we yeah. get a big enough lead cushion and then, you know, maybe you're in there most of the second half. Or So you're admitting you're wrong then? No, I'm just letting you flush oh. it out. Man, that was so clever. This is not the morning <laughs> zoo, okay? <laughs> We're above those kind of shenanigans. Toilet flush. All right. Well, thanks for helping me flush that out. So where did we land on that? I think we landed on if he's going to be in there, he better be good. And if he's not, don't expect to see him back in there much. So God, we're so smart. <laughs> this texter says, if you play a true freshman and there's no difference over a fifth-year senior, you're better off playing the freshman because he has more upside to grow and improve, whereas the fifth-year senior has shown what his ceiling is. What do you think of that? Say that slower. If you play a true freshman. Jackson Arnold. And I guess they're saying it becomes obvious that there's no difference over a fifth-year okay. senior. Yeah. Aren't you better then off you playing play. the freshman? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be as good as Dylan. If it's going to be a close game at all, he's got to be as good as Dylan or you can't put him on the field. You can't risk losing the game over getting him some experience. Now, you get to a bowl game, it's an entirely different conversation. I'm for it. I'm for it. But we're going to be really ticked, Teach, if we get here next Monday collectively as a fan base and OU has lost to West Virginia by a field goal. And the two Jackson Arnold possessions, one in the first half, one in the second half, went nowhere. Or he threw a pick in his own side of the field, and that led to a touchdown, and that's why they lost the game. We're going to be all over the coaching staff. So he's got to be good. If it's going to be a close game, and, and we think it's going to be a close game, you can't risk him putting him out there unless he's going to be good. So the pressure's on. You're and right, I like because there, there are a lot of DG supporters out there in this fan base that would say, you know, why did you do that? Like, Dylan sure. Gabriel has been our guy. Stick with our guy. So, Well, I think Dylan's the better quarterback. Right well, now. at this point in their careers, yeah. absolutely. Jackson yes. will potentially be better. I think his ceiling is higher. He may win a Heisman Trophy. But right now in their careers, based on the knowledge and the amount of football that they've played and the uh, time in the offense, and I think Dylan Gabriel is a better quarterback, in my opinion, than Jackson Arnold, and that's based on very little evidence at all in Jackson Arnold. But you can't lose a game because of it. You can't. We lose a game because of an experiment. To which this texter says, well, Gabriel got the whole game, and we lost by three points. 
Yeah, that's true. It is true. Not sure I put do I put that on him? Um do I put Saturday's game on him or the game before? A couple of things he could have done better. A couple of things, a couple of uh Anderson different possessions he could have done better. Sure. Put that one right on Nick Anderson's hands though. Maybe uh on that last play say, I'm not running that. He'll get stopped short. To change this up. Uh, question number two this segment. Let's keep this deep football talk going, okay? Okay, don't. OU is 7-2 and two right Brooke's now. worried about you right now, so be careful. What? She thinks you're about to fall into the floor and take a timeout, so. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm considering it. OU is 7-2 and two right now. If they lose the rest of their regular season games and the bowl game, they go seven and six. Is that a successful season? No. All right. Disaster All right, of so. a season. If they win one of their remaining games, be it regular season or bowl, they go eight and five. Is that a successful season? No. Not quite as big of a disaster, but still not no. acceptable. I'm, I'm recording these answers. Okay. If they win two of the remaining four games, be it regular season or the bowl, and go nine and four, is that a successful season? No. You paused. It's better. It's trending better, but it's not successful. You're on the what brink. you expect at the University of Oklahoma and their football program, especially with the schedule they had this year. If they win three of the remaining four games and go 10-3, and three, is that a successful season? I think then, yes, you would have a potential successful season. Um, I would think that loss came in the bowl game, so... Does that matter? I don't think you should lose to West Virginia or TCU at home this year, and I don't think you should lose to BYU on the road. So if that's where the loss comes, I think I'm all right with it, depending on the opponent. I mean, if you get some weird matchup that you know you don't really respect the opponent, then I, afterwards I may be a little bit upset about it. But I think you're fine. If you get to 10 wins in the regular season and go 10-2 and two after what you did last year, that shows significant improvement in my mind. And Gets to the plateau of 10 wins that you were hoping for. And who knows who plays in the bowl game. And who knows who's in the bowl game. Probably going Jackson. So, yes, I think that's a successful season. 10 and 3, successful season, as long as the loss is not to one of these other rum dumb Big 12 teams that OU shouldn't be losing to. Right. If OU wins out, Mm -hmm. let's say they don't win a tiebreaker, so they don't go to the Big 12 championship game. They go. They win out the regular season and they win their bowl game, and are eleven and two. I mean, you've already said yes. So you're eleven and two. A successful season. If you would have said that at the beginning of the year, most people would have taken it. You'll look back on it and be disappointed in how close you were to achieving so much more in in those close games and at Kansas and uh, Lawrence and Stillwater. So, but. 
all in all, very successful if you're 11 and 2, I think, after what you came off of. 11 and 2 successful, 10 and 3 successful if the loss is in the bowl game. Yes. All right. Because I don't know that the bowl game that you get to means as much. Well, if you win out, you're probably in a pretty nice bowl game. Yeah. So you're going to have New a pretty Year's good State opponent. And I think that, yeah. I, what, what bowl I game do you think they're in if they go 10-2? and two? I mean, it depends on the rest of the conference and how it plays out and where they get structured, but you could end up. Yeah, no does, Sherlock. It depends <laughs> on a lot of things. <laughs> well, at that point, you've worked your way out of the Pop-Tarts Bowl and some others is what I'm meaning. So... You're probably still Alamo. Yeah. You don't think they could sneak into a cotton? No, they could sneak into a cotton, sure. That's what I'm saying, depending on the how New the rest Day of sixes. it rolls out. But, yeah, cotton's still possible. There is another scenario we did not paint there, which is win the rest of the games and make it to the Big 12 championship game, which I did see last night statistically – Somebody had broken it down. There was a 33% chance. Yeah. Then that's a highly successful season. What if they lose it, though? Uh, if it's to Texas, I think people would still consider that a highly successful season. If it was OSU what if it's again. To Oklahoma State. If it's OSU again, then that would be highly disappointing and probably put a sour taste in mouths. And doesn't matter if you got to 10, 11 wins, What's whatever. What's the best case scenario for the rest of the season? Win well, out, you win out, you get to the Big, make 12, it to championship the Big 12 championship and, and beat, best case scenario, beat OSU and beat, they uh, don't get bragging rights anymore. Beat OSU, you walk out the door with the Big 12 championship, you avenge that loss, you already had the win over Texas, that's the best case scenario. Okay, so now you are, one, two, three, you are 11 and two and you are headed to the Sugar Bowl. Right. Against... An SEC, SEC team. team, and if you lose that, still considered a highly successful season, I think. I think a lot of people going into that conference would love to have that victory, but getting that Big 12 championship, avenging that loss, everyone that, would well, be happy, I asked I for the best possible scenario, well, the best you possible, just said lose the bowl game. Well, best possible, if you're wanting that, then yes, obviously, you win every game, you win Thank the Big you. 12 championship, and you win the Sugar Bowl. Yes, that's the best, uh, yeah, I think that's obvious. Uh, well, I mean, then say it the first time. Okay, I'll say it that way. Golly. Let me see if who, uh, who the potential uh, – uh, oh, Sugar is a semifinal, I'm told. So it can't go to the Sugar Bowl this year. Oh, so is that fall to the Cotton then? That'd be one of the other ones. That's all I can tell you at this point. It'd be yeah. one of the other ones. Let me see who they have. Uh, well, I was going to look up who they have in the Sugar Bowl. It doesn't matter if they're in that. So, All right, there you go. Uh, quick break. It is uh, 818-405-651-3439 if you'd like to jump in back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Toby and TJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Office technology solutions for your small and medium-sized business across Oklahoma and Kansas. Fax, printer, scanner, document management, network solutions, and so much more. Looking into getting Toby a better printer than the one he's got. I love my printer. 
rkblatt.com, 405-943-9800. It looks like it's flashing at me over there. I have a paper jam I need to take care of. So, How are you feeling today, by the way? You know, <clears throat> this time tomorrow morning, your baby girl can just be tossed the keys and head out on her own. This afternoon, that's well. This I mean, afternoon, that's possible yes. by I'm saying noon. To start her day tomorrow um, if things go well today. She may be driving us to her own birthday party tonight if she passes her test today. But she's drove with you guys with her permit, right? Yeah, that's happened many times. So, yeah. but I'm talking on her own. Like you have to just let her go out the driveway. Nah, that's not going to happen for a while. <laughs> I don't foresee a scenario by which that happens until she's at least 21. <laughs> 21, 22, somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel I feel fine. I keep like I keep having all these reasons lately, turning 50, daughter turning 16, all that kind of stuff to to everyone. boy, you're getting old, you know, all that kind of stuff. I feel great right now. Like 50 years old and and uh I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm in the prime of my life right now, Teach. I feel good. I don't feel old. I'm with you. I think you. part of it's because I'm healthier than I've been in a while, and um, I don't know why. I, I just I feel good. I'm with my you. My body feels better you. than how I went through those couple of years there when my back was hurting every day, and I don't know. I just I don't I feel good. I don't feel too old. I get this nose good cleaned for up. Her. I'll be right there with you. Uh, Lord. By the way, uh, I was asked by Luann if you could start to maybe put a towel down underneath you when you work the show in the morning so you're not dropping nose pus all over the carpet. <laughs> I don't have any of that. You're having Before to pay that never to get happened. it cleaned up every day. <laughs> never happened. It's grossing the rest That's of the people gross. out. Stop you're just it. dripping everywhere. Gross. That's so nasty. Do you want to get Dallas Bill in here? Is yeah, let's get Bill. He said he needed to talk to you. I don't know. Yeah, let's get Bill on. in here. Good morning, Bill. Wow, how do you follow up nose drip? Yeah. <laughs> uh, morning, gentlemen. Um, uh, after having a few days to look and consider what happened on Saturday, um, of course, uh, all these uh, fans thinking that they won 50 to nothing. Um, my question for you is, is this going to affect the SEC and Big 12 doing any cross-promoting like the uh, SEC Big 12 Challenge? That no longer exists. Yeah. So that, I'm saying, like in the future, there, there will be none of that because of the shenanigans. I don't see a scenario where the SEC and Big 12 cooperate in any way for the foreseeable future. Now, there are some bowl tie-ins that, well, bowl tie-ins, yes, yes. That but, I mean, just like regular season into. scheduling. There's some of these neutral site to. tournaments in basketball that I think a Big 12 and SEC team will end up in. Yeah. Same with sure. baseball, but nothing sure. to where it's uh, tied to those two conferences specifically. Yeah. Gotcha. They're mad gotcha. at uh, Big 12's mad at us. Uh, mad at the SEC. So yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, well, like you were saying, the earlier, SEC's starting an ACC deal. Uh, oh, May, right. I think that's this right. year. So that's going to be cool. Like OU is going to have a uh, a showdown every year in basketball with an ACC team now going forward. So the ACC is no more as of next year. But uh, no. up until yeah. then, we'll, we'll have that. Maybe well, a Carolina or a Duke. I mean, we got Carolina this year, but you know, some NC nice. states. We haven't played many ACC teams at all in the last decade. Right. 
Well, and, and like you were saying earlier, what would be the best case scenario? I mean, how, how great would it be us win out and somehow actually do make it into the uh, vindictive 12 championship game and play OSU and get the final bedlam win? That's the best case the scenario. On the way out the door? Yeah, you need some cooperation out there, but weird things happen in November, so it's possible. Exactly. Well, speaking of weird things, what is this weather? Are we back in uh, the e, uh, the late summer? Did you call I'm me to ask about the weather today, Bill? Is that what you <laughs> called? You called to say, how about the weather, man? Uh, uh, yes, sir. Been hot. And how about can you, how about politics? Well, what about the politics, huh? Can you believe well, that? We started, well, we started off with nose dripping, so we're, you know, I went downhill from there. That's true. Thanks, Bill. Y'all have a great day. Here's, here's another 95 point. in Hollis yesterday, Toby. State record. Is that right? Yeah, that's actually true, yeah. What former Sooner great is from Hollis, TJ? Hollis Price. No. Try again. I'll Um, give you a hint if you don't get it this time. I should probably know this. It's probably obvious. I don't know who. I'll give you a hint. Did he? um... Also a Texas great. Oh, uh, Daryl Royal. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Daryl Royal. Hollis, Oklahoma. Here's another point I'll make. This is really going to tick you and some people off. Because you made the reference there about there's teams we shouldn't be losing to here at the end of the schedule. If they lose to one of these rum dums and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I said rum dums, but I was, you know what I'm saying. You have and have for a while had the perception, as do many others out there, that the Big 12 stinks. Big 12's terrible get out of this conference i can't believe we'd lose to a team like kansas or oklahoma state if you if you can't beat those teams how in the world are you going to beat anybody in the sec right that's correct yeah yeah osu 15 kansas 16 that puts them ahead of LSU, Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, Auburn, Mississippi State and Arkansas that's true. My point, but but you would say, well, they're not better than those teams. I mean, they may be ranked higher, but OSU and Kansas aren't better than LSU. They're not better than Florida. They're and I would agree with Auburn. that, and even a down year for what I do believe is a down Arkansas. year for the SEC as a whole. Even Your more so than normal. perception is that those teams have to be better than these teams because they play in the SEC. They're scarier looking. Over there on the other side of the fence. Auburn, I don't know who they really have or how good they are this year, but they're Auburn and they're scary looking. That's right. They're better than Their Kansas. name carries more. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you, I don't think that's true. Florida's won championships. LSU's won championships. Well, Auburn's I'm about won this championships. Year. I'm just saying, though, yes, they cycle through, but overall as a whole, I do think those programs are better. Well, of course they're better programs overall. Okay. I'm just saying, like, this year – and every year, there are some teams that are not in the top three or four of the SEC and down that are not any better than the Big 12. And yet, it's more exciting because they're over there in that conference. And we haven't played them every year for the last 40 years or whatever. 
Like Oklahoma State's had a good program for the last 20 years. They've been a good like, program. Good program, absolutely. But they're Mike Oklahoma State. Job. We don't think anything about them. They're little brother. We should never lose to those guys, so forth and so on. Whereas, I don't know, who's the equivalent uh, the last 20 years in the SEC? Oh, I would say. They've been better than Texas A&M. They've been better than A&M. You think more highly of Texas A&M than Oklahoma State? Of course you do. Why? No, I actually don't. Like, not compared to Texas A&M, no. Well, I would say most people do. <laughs> Texas A&M certainly does. Dan says, stop. Do not try to tell us OSU is good. Getting after you here. I mean, they are good. They were terrible. Now they're good. They're going to play for the Big 12 championship unless they completely fall apart, right? Uh, so, they, Yeah, they are. I mean, facts. I don't know what my point is with all this. No, I started down a road vehemently deciding I've got a really good point to make here, and then I forgot what it was halfway through it. So You just want to believe the SEC is not as competitive as it is. Mm, not the right word. I think the perception, here's what my point is, the perception, and it's this is said a lot, Oklahoma is going to be in for a rude awakening when they get to the SEC. When you week in and week out have to play A&M and Auburn and Mississippi State and Florida and Kentucky, brutal stretch of teams. They become Nebraska. That's what you've heard a lot. They will become Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, they will regress to the mean, and Oklahoma will never be as big and bad as they are anymore. And my point is, most of those teams on most years are no better than the Big 12 teams are. They just have a scarier name. Now, Alabama and Georgia are legit. Right now, they are cream of the crop. And, and there are other years where, like in other conferences, LSU pops up and has a great team. Florida pops up and Ole Miss been a while. has a really good team. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. We'll see. For Ole Miss, uh, yeah. they've got a really good team. Yeah, sure. they popped up. They're high in the Missouri Missouri's having right. a good season. Exactly. Team will pop up, have a good year, and then flutter back down to well, you know what they normally are. I think you're going to have the Auburns and Georgias, and that's the difference between the SEC and the Big 12 is that they've got Auburn and Georgia and most years a third team that is a legitimate title contender. But the rest of the 13 teams in the conference are about what they are in the Big 12, and that is proven out most years when they meet each other in bowl games or in non-conference games. And the Big 12 has held more than held their own in those crossover matchups. I'm trying to brag about Oklahoma here and say Oklahoma's going to be just fine in the SEC. Oh my God, what are we going to do when we run into South Carolina? Someone has countered you here and said OSU only became good when those teams left for the SEC. Missouri, Texas A&M. Really? Nebraska left for Big Ten. Well, I would, I would argue while the timing of that kind of matches up, I would argue Mike Gundy had a lot to do with it. OSU got better when they hired Mike Gundy. 
It didn't have anything to do with Missouri finally leaving the conference. I don't think so. Anyway, I mean, you can be, I, I, I'll come back in five years, ten years, whatever the proper time frame is, and OU's going seven and six, eight and five every year, and apologize and say I'm wrong. This, yeah, is I don't think you're wrong as far as that goes. I don't think they are going to do Oklahoma that. Oklahoma has no. I think they will be just fine in the SEC. I agree we with that. over exaggerate how good the SEC is. That's my point. Other than the teams at the top. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, welcome back. Anybody uh, got a text or two you want to throw in here before we get to the crossover, Teach? Oh, let's see what we've got here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. South, Sooner, uh, South Texas Sooner says the bottom 60% of the SEC is kind of like the ugly girl who's in the crowd and hangs out with all the good-looking girls. She is thought <laughs> of a higher regard than she is for sure hanging out with other similar homely girls. The average SEC team gets praised by association because of the top heaviness yeah. of their conference. I agree. Got a counterpoint in there anywhere? Anybody arguing? Uh, let's see here. I did some research, by the way, but I'll wait for you. You have to take into account that OU has now lost more games in a two-year span in over 30 years going to the conference, uh, going into, I think. Is this the same person that went over all the losses yesterday? No, I don't think so. SEC that has won more national championships in the last 30 years as well. Well, I'm not arguing. Texas or or, uh, uh, Alabama and Georgia have been amazing. The depth of the conference, I guess, is my point. And, and uh, so I did two different measurements here. Since 2020, so just ultra recently, Big 12 is 8-7 and seven head-to-head against the SEC. And I could give you those games if you'd like them. In the last 10 years altogether, Bless you. the Big 12 is 23-27 and 27 against the SEC head-to-head. So slightly below 500 last 10 years, slightly above 500 since 2020. I mean, there certainly has not been any any domination at all. For example, this year alone, Texas beat Alabama, and I know they're about to be in the SEC, but Texas beat Alabama. That BYU team that you're talking about, there's no way you should lose to, went into Fayetteville and beat Arkansas. Arkansas stinks. Well, okay, but they're in the SEC. Uh, I agree with Toby. If you go down the list of teams, OU is probably favored in 90% of those games on a neutral site. Uh, Turnbow in Oklahoma City says there will be two lost teams, maybe even three lost SEC teams in the 12-team playoff going forward. Definitely two lost teams. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Did any SEC schools with the potential to play in a conference title lose to South Alabama? No. No. Not. no, no. I, 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 that is amazing, the, the job that they've done this year, turning that around. Georgia and Alabama are going to play for the SEC championship, and they have a combined one loss, and that was to Texas. So, no. Uh, thank you, Toby, for explaining the depth of the SEC teams. I have tried to explain this to people as well. No, you're welcome. 
Uh, don't forget, up until about five years ago, Alabama was the only good team in the SEC. Georgia, under Mark Richt, was average. That's right. Not average, but not this level. Not, they were no. a good team that couldn't break through. Uh, supposedly there's a rumor going around the BYU game, game next weekend is going to be kicking off at like 10 p.m. next weekend. Any thoughts? I hope not. Well, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it, they Camp have for a 9, 9 p.m. They have a 9-15 game this week. Yeah. Iowa State, is that who it is? I uh, think that's correct, yes. So it, it, it is possible. I don't think it would be 10 o'clock. It is possible that it could be a 9 o'clock kick. I hope, I hope it won't be, though. With a 12-team playoff, you never have to win the SEC. Well, I suppose that's true, but let's try to win it anyway. Get a better seed, get better home seed. games, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma Johnny says he puts Mississippi State or Missouri at the equivalent of OSU. I'd agree with that. Actually, I think OSU is uh, probably better than them over the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, what time frame were we talking about? Right. Here? OSU's been much better than those two schools over the last 20 years. Absolutely. Over the history of the program, OSU's been closer to Vanderbilt. That may be a bit harsh, but. Uh, I, over the last 20 years, I'd say OSU. They haven't won a championship, but they've been good more often than not. They've contended. For, they've been the second winningest team in the conference. Um, Tennessee. Last 20 years. Yeah, probably. Tennessee's championship came in the late 90s, so that's beyond that time frame. Yeah. They've been going through coaches like crazy trying to get their glory back. They're orange. How Florida's trended since 08 would be similar. Yeah, they just they had that they, if you're going back 20 years, then you're capturing that you're capturing the golden era back there, yeah. unfortunately, so. All right. What else you got? Uh, sooner soldier says, we will not see Jackson Arnold. He says, uh, you know why we won't see him? Uh, we won't have him playing because Levy doesn't want a Rattler-Caleb Williams controversy. I don't – well, obviously nobody wants a, a controversy, but they want to win games. More than anything in the world, they want to win games. And if playing Jackson Arnold will help them win now or in the future, they'll they'll do that. I understand it could create an awkward situation if Jackson Arnold goes out there and lights it up and DG struggles a bit. But at this point, I think they would just say, all right, we're making a change if that happened. You know? I don't know. I think they'll get I think he'll get a shot. Could be wrong. All right, we'll take a break. Chris Plank joins us for the crossover next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. 
seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. It's TJ's fault. That was not a smooth commercial break, TJ. What, what went on there? Some technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Right. We're good. We're good. If you feel like everything's squared away now? Everything's squared away now, yes. Okay. My right. apologies. Welcoming Chris Plank for the crossover. Good morning, Chris Plank. I lost you there for a little bit, too. What's going on, T-Row? How are you? I'm good. I saw you on my uh, on my Twitter this morning, uh, giving your opinion on the college football rankings last night. I don't have – I'm not like a Greg Mac, McIntosh. McElroy? Mac, McElroy? McElroy. Mac- I'm not Mac- like a Greg McElroy or the Danny Cannell that are out there and are just so appalled at the fact that the week two rankings don't have Alabama up at number six or at number five. And I'm just, I, I kind of thought it was a good job last night. Now, did you happen, gentlemen, did you happen to catch any of the teleconference post rankings last night? No. We had. Two to three, let me speak for Chris here, moments for Book, Oregon, where Bill Hancock jumped in and said something. Really? And you, got, you want to guess what it was about? Any guesses what it was about? Michigan. Michigan. Toby rolling for the win. Look at the big brain on T-Row. That's right. Bill Hancock jumped in twice on Michigan questions to clarify, hey, that's not, that's not our job. That's yeah. not what we're going to do. And I thought the questions, T-Row, were really, really good. I mean, one of the guys asked, is, is there a point where this becomes a CFP issue, right? Is there a point to where you step back and it's, guys, we, we got to talk about this. And Bill, Han- Bill Hancock was like, we're aware. Obviously, everyone's aware of what's going on, but we're not, uh, we're not in charge. We're not a – an entity that's out here, you know, handing out punishments or nor will we be. So I just, I found that to be real fascinating last night, but I'm just, I'm not good for that because I'm, I'm not like real hot takey on the early rankings. You know, I think they've figured themselves out. If only the teams would play more games so we could get further evidence, it would really help us out. Um, I, know, right? I agree with Bill. I mean, I think that, you know, it's hard enough for those guys to figure out who deserves to be ranked where based on football evidence. If you also ask them to give some morality judgments, uh, that's way beyond. No, that's you're just asking for trouble. So I think all they can do is say, let us know who's eligible and we're going to judge them based on football. And if at any point one of these teams isn't eligible, let us know and we'll, we'll take them out of the mix. But I don't, I don't think they can. I don't think they can consider at all the Michigan situation unless somebody tells them they're not eligible to be a part of the play. And, and the James Madison situation, right? Here's James right. Madison yeah. that is that is undefeated, but they're not bowl eligible because the the ridiculous rule of the amount of time they haven't been in D1. So just uh, to me, I thought that the stories about last night ranking uh, last night's rankings were the uh, the surprising continuity. That took place, but then I, I asked a question and no, I mean, what's the biggest upset in college football this year? Like, hmm. is it is it South Alabama, Oklahoma State? I mean, we what are my options? Have we really have, have we? I mean, for us, obviously, Kansas and Oklahoma w- would be in that list, but 
I mean, just a jaw dropping where you came away from me like, whoa, I cannot believe that just happened. We, we haven't had a lot of that. Now, this isn't me trying to defend the fact that I haven't scratched a point yet in the Ref Royal Rumble in three weeks. That's not my point. Um, <laughs> my, it's, it's just we haven't had a lot of chaos so far in the top five or six. Maybe it happens this week. Who knows? But it's just been a, a year without a lot of shockers. I got one for you. Virginia over North Carolina. There you go. That's a really good one. That's a really good Weren't one. Weren't they undefeated the at the time? What? I think I think North Carolina was still undefeated. Yeah, I think that was their first loss. Yep. yep. Like they've still only yep, got right. one loss, right? Is that their only loss? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. All right, uh, Chris, have a great uh, show today. Thanks, Toby. Talk to you soon, bud. Have a great Wednesday. Thank you, thank you, thank you to you fine folks for listening today. Um uh, Tony Johnny Caridi, voice of the Mountaineers, joins us live on tomorrow's show. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.